0: Cold-Weather Bats, what's up? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about Great Lakes Bat Company. As you guys know, the show is sponsored by Great Lakes Bat Company, and you can buy a hat on their website at greatlakesbatco.com. Upon that, you can do tons of other things, too. You got a team, organization, whatever it is, they got you covered, whether it's uniforms, custom bats, custom fading for bats, custom fungos, custom wood bats, trainers, you name it, they got it. Greatlakesbatco.com. Welcome into episode 22, I believe, of Cold Weather Bats. Uh, a little bit of a different episode this week than usual, uh, given the landscape of the, the both of our schedules, Brian and myself, uh, who, who I should mention, as you guys know, Brian sikowski my co-host. Uh, today's a little bit different due to our schedules. Uh, just literally could not match up a time uh, to be able to sit down and record Together this week. Uh, Brian lives in Cleveland, coaches <laughs> at Orchard Lake St. Mary's, uh, you know, works for Perfect Game. And uh, he went from Alabama to Orchard Lake and is now on his way back to Cleveland. And then, sure enough, will bake his way back to uh, Orchard Lake sometime uh, soon as well. So, uh, all that being said, you are getting a lot of me to intro the show today. Uh, and then you will hear from Brian. I, um, We were able to work out something to where he could record the Super 25 segment. Uh, I would take the intro and the interview uh, so that way you guys could hear from all of us still. So, Pretty loaded episode this week as far as content goes, given uh, the circumstances of only having <laughs> one go, one host per per segment here, uh, and uh, we will have his new Super 25 coming your way. Not a whole lot of shuffling. This was probably the most straightforward week we've had. Uh, A lot of teams lost one game, a couple teams didn't lose, and uh, very few lost more than two or more. Uh, You'll see a team drop out, you'll see a new team in there, uh, you'll see some big risers and a couple fallers. But other than that, not a whole lot of reshuffling this week. in comparison to the weeks prior so before we go into that I uh, wanted to talk to you guys about the prep which is something that Brian will also dive into it with, with greater detail than I will um, but I will mention them here early in the show the prep is a broadcast network that uh, is out of Orchard Lake St. Mary's they'll be at our game uh, against Grosse Point South next week and they did film and broadcast the Grosse Point North versus orchard lake st mary's game as well this week and they do just about every baseball game at home Um, and then they're broadcasting i think it's one of their first if not their first away game um, against us here at south so looking forward to that Uh, chad bush does a great job it's 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 a really professional broadcast and uh you know if every if every high school could emulate that broadcast man Michigan high school baseball would have no, I mean, I know that that can't be emulated pretty much in any state, but, uh, if it, if at some point it ever were, it, w- it would, be a, uh, it would be a grand stage. They do a fantastic job. Uh, the camera angles and, and just the, the play-by-play in general is just awesome. So great for those kids to have that opportunity. Great for the families who might not be able to watch to be able to watch somehow. And the best part of it all is it's free. So uh, shout out to the prep. Like I said, uh, Brian Sikowski will go into that in greater detail with his segment um today we've got an interview with drew hill out of gross point north uh drew is a 2023 meaning he is a sophomore for those at home who aren't keeping track of the years anymore like myself And he is a uh, lefty-lefty, two-way, left-handed pitcher and an outfielder. He is one of the state leaders in home runs this year. He did not have, like like all sophomores, did not have a freshman season of baseball last year. So this is his first year. Uh, So we speak with Drew on a little bit of everything. You know, he, he talks about his struggles at the plate as a freshman in summertime last year, the adjustments he made in the winter and how he's culminated that into, you know, the product of eight home runs so far through. Uh, I believe it's 16 games played, maybe 17 games played uh, as a sophomore, uh, you know, the cleanup hitter for a very loaded and super 25, perennial super 25 ranked uh, Gross Point North team. Uh, If Brian were here, I'm sure he'd talk about their game against Gross Point North where uh, the Eaglets of. St. Mary's were able to come out on top, but Drew Hill had the uh, game-tying home run in the fifth inning. It was a 5-2 to two ball game. Uh, North was sticking around, and then uh, Drew Hill went yard out to left center and was able to tie that game up. We talk about that in the interview, kind of the feeling that he had doing that against a team like St. Mary's, uh, and then all kinds of other things. Um, St. Mary's did go on to win that game. 8-5, to five, I believe, was the final. It might have been 8-6, to six, but I believe it was 8-5 to five was the final. Uh, Nolan Schubert had two home runs, so his his strong rain continues um some other highlights from around the state brother rice was able to upend uh detroit edison in a super 25 matchup but did drop one to south line and east um, so a little bit of an interesting week for them beating the number two team um, however losing to uh, south line east in, in, in the same span of seven days there so uh Aside from that, uh, from my perspective at Gross Point South, um, we had a pretty good week. We were able to sweep our way through Chippewa Valley uh, and uh, put ourselves in a position to take first place in the league if we're able to sweep Macomb, Dakota. And uh, we, we were able to win the first game against Macomb, Dakota, 8-5 to in what was a super exciting environment. Um, a ton of fun, a ton of action throughout that game, start to finish. I mean, the leadoff hitter for Dakota went yard. Uh, so right away, there was a lot of action. So uh, a great game for guys like Wells Graham, who, who continues to um, play really well as a sophomore. I mean, beyond well, he'd be, he continues to excel as a sophomore and really stand out as a sophomore uh, as one of the better players in the class statewide. And uh, I think he had a double maybe even two and he continues to shine in league play uh Riker Mazey had a pretty big hit up the middle. He's been, um, without a doubt, our, our, uh, our go-to guy there in the middle of the order this year. Uh, Jacob Harris had a couple blistered balls that he got robbed on. Quinn Dennis had a great job in the mound. You know, it's really hard to go down 2 nothing in the first inning as a pitcher and then put up three or four straight zeros, and that's exactly what he was able to do. And then uh, James Armstrong came in, our lefty, to close it out. So, really exciting game. Um, tons of talent on that on that side, uh, in that dugout over at Dakota. Uh, will DeMassi and uh, Greg Guzik and uh, all kinds of guys over there that are just really, really good. Really good at baseball, <laughs> just to put it plain. And it was just an exciting, exciting environment. We've got two more against them this week. Uh, we've got them Wednesday and Thursday. If we're lucky enough to win both, we will be in first in in the league. So, you know, obviously we're pretty locked in. That's That's a big reason why this show has started to become a little bit difficult for us to record during the weeks. It's just because... St. Mary's, I think they played five games this week, including the CHSL playoffs are in the final tomorrow. Meanwhile, Brian's in Cleveland, has to drive back for it. And then, you know, conversely, I'm over here doing Monday, Wednesday, Thursday games. I also run the facility. So just a lot of moving parts. We love the show. We absolutely love doing it. So it's our priority to one way or another, get it out to you. And we feel like the vibe we've gotten from you guys is that so long as it's out there, you guys aren't going to punish us for being a little bit tardy to class, I guess is the best way to put it. But, uh, you know, with all that being said, uh, a little bit of a shorter episode today, we will go right into that interview with Drew Hill right now, and then once that interview is over, we'll go right into Brian's segment about the Super 25, uh, and then we'll take we'll take us out with a little bit of an outro. So, on to Drew Hill. Woo! What's up, Cold Weather Bats people? This is Brandon Justice coming to you to talk about our newest sponsor, Bomb Banana. Uh, bomb Banana is a banana-based hot sauce, and it's got the most fun name to ever say over and over again. Bomb Banana, Bomb Banana, Bomb Banana. Just like that. It was founded by four University of Michigan graduates during the pandemic, and it is produced locally in Michigan with restaurant-quality flavor. Uh, it comes in two flavors, original and moi-moi. And essentially, moi-moi is the spicier version. Uh, and that is my preferred one. And how do I know that? Well, Bomb Banana cares so much about the integrity of their product and those who are uh, being sponsored by it that they sent us two free bottles before just to taste test and be sure that we enjoy the product before discussing it. Uh, And I can sure vouch for this product, and that's coming from someone who traditionally does not enjoy bananas. Uh, You can elevate any ballpark dish with Bomb Banana. Sandwiches, nachos, or any dip. You want to get crazy? Put it on a hot dog. I guarantee it'll still taste good. Seekthespice.com is their website. You Use the discount code CWB for 10% off. Again, that is Bomb Banana Hot Sauce. Seekthespice.com. Use the code CWB for 10% off of the hot sauce that everybody is talking about. To this week's interview segment here on Cold Weather Bats. This week we are joined by Drew Hill of Gross Point North. Uh, Hill is he's on a roll this year. Uh, he's taken taken the scene by storm at the plate. Eight home runs in 18 games played. We'll get into that and a whole lot more. But before we do that, Drew. Coming off a pretty big game yesterday, uh, Orchard Lake-St. Mary's number one ranked team in our Super 25 and the north where you're at and ranked 19th. You guys gave them hell, uh, did not get to the W, but definitely uh, showed out in that game. Down 5-2 to two in the fifth inning, you hit a three-run home run to tie it. Talk about what that was like for you to round the bases there at St. Mary's to, uh, to tie the game up late.
1: It was a big deal. I mean, I played with all those kids couple of them at least for a year or two and uh being able to round the bases and look at them while I was going around was pretty funny considering last year when I played with them I did not hit well at all and then against their team I go yard
0: so talk a little bit about that. I know last year you, you had some struggles at the plate, and we will definitely get into your uh, your your presence on the mound as well here shortly. But let's take a look at the plate for you. Uh, last summer, you're a freshman. Your high school season gets taken from you, so you don't get much of a tune-up from, from a high school perspective. You go right into summer ball. And it's no secret, and we won't make it a secret, that you play for me in the summer. Uh, but obviously last year, not the season you wanted to have at the plate uh, I, and we'll put it out there you're st- you were starting to have questioning questioning yourself like, okay am I just going to be a pitcher at the next level and then this winter what happened for you to lead to this yeah I mean it's no secret last summer was terrible at the plate
1: no power didn't hit for any average barely hit the ball honestly a lot of strikeouts and this winter we just I worked out a lot in the weight room, changed my approach up, fixed a couple things in my swing, and now here we are.
0: And I know we were talking about it at one point, and I want you to kind of reflect on this a little bit. Uh, to those who don't know, Drew was a part of the Gross Point Little League World Series team that went to Williamsport a few years back. And I know at one point you had mentioned, yeah, there are some things I did when I was younger that I want to bring back. What were those adjustments that you made uh, that you did then that now you're, you're bringing back now that helped you out? Uh, I think
1: the most important thing this year for sure is I was stepping straight towards the pitcher, and I've always been a guy who steps a little bit close to keep my shoulder in. And this year I brought it back, and that's helped me in a big way. Just not rolling over and
0: not pulling off the ball. So let's let's shift our focus a little bit. Uh, everyone loves Shohei Otani right now. I mean, Shohei Otani is probably like the hottest name in baseball uh, at this moment, especially with you know Trout going down for a couple of weeks with his calf injury. Shohei Ohtani's kind of taking the whole league by storm. He's a two way, and you are a two. You you're. A Definitely showing your two-way prowess this year. Uh, so let's shift our focus to the mound here. Uh, your lefty pitcher, your low, your low to mid eights on a really good day. Uh, and but the number one thing is the number one thing we hear is that that you can pitch. And if Brian were here, Brian would would say that too because Brian saw you in the Great Lakes Showcase. Said that he really liked the curveball and was one of the best ones down there, uh, and, and I try not to, uh, I try not to blow smoke up your butt a little bit, you know. Try to keep you humble, uh, but I know if Brian were here, that's what he'd say. I've heard him say it, so I want you to kind of give us your spiel of how you, how you are on the mound because I, I definitely know that you're a little bit more cerebral uh, and a little bit more, uh, I guess, th- on the mound you think a lot more than somebody else would. You're not just a thrower. So talk about your approach when you go out there to attack the uh, the hitter?
1: I mean, when I go out there, it's just I'm going to get you out by any means possible, but I am definitely really into where I'm going to throw this ball, how I'm going to do it, what movement, and when I'm off, I can definitely feel it because like yesterday, I pitched well, but there was a couple pitches where I'm like, all right, that's backing up. I got to get through. My hips aren't getting through. I just get really in-depth, but I try to block it out. As much as I can, and just focus on this kid doesn't need to get on base. I need to get this kid out.
0: So tell tell the listeners about your, like your arsenal. What are we What are we looking at here? What three or four pitches are you throwing in a game?
1: I uh, throw so fastball, four seam, but I got run, and then
0: throw a knuckle curve, a change up, and occasionally if I need to, I'll throw a slider. And what's your? Uh, I think I know the answer, but what's your favorite pitch to throw? What's your What's your get me over pitch? third ball for sure yeah so that knuckle curve uh, you know it's 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 been widely said each time we play somebody that kind of goes down swinging a few times or looking. Uh, that's kind of the comment that I get from the other coach or, uh, you know, if I'm at the game watching you pitch, that's that's what you hear is the curveball. So uh, talk about uh, how you developed that pitch. I know it had a little bit to do with your brother, Tyler. Uh, so talk about the origins of, of your knuckle curve, because to those at home, uh, you know, the, the grip and everything about the curveball is different than the than, than than most others. So uh, really interested to hear you talk about that. So
1: Tyler always threw a regular curve ball started. It was a little flat or it didn't have good control of it. So I started throwing a knuckle curve. It's a spike, but you dig your It's called a spike curve. Lance McCullers throws it. You dig your index finger into the top seam. And before you release it, you don't change a thing. It just rolls out of your hand naturally from the grip you have. And I mean, at first, it was weird. I've never thrown a knuckle curve before, but I started to find feel for it and started to figure out how to throw it. Now, I can throw it pretty much any kind I want to for a strike.
0: And the, the really unique thing about that curveball is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's not a lot of elbow wear and tear happening there, right? Like, your, your elbow is almost completely safe in this whole motion.
1: Yeah, not at all. The thing that messes you up is when you try to throw it like a curveball, then you can't find it. But if you just let it go like a fastball, pretty
0: much the same. So it's your first high school season, you know, you're a sophomore. And as we know, everyone in Michigan, who's a sophomore this year, this is their, this is their debut season. Uh, And nobody that, that I know of in in your class, or at least that we know of in your class has more home runs right now than you. Uh, That being said, you are a, a leader on a very very loaded gross point North team, uh, this year, uh, with a lot, with a lot of talent across the board and a few college commits, uh, and you're 17 and 10 and you guys are not only competing with, uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's, but competing with pretty much every team you're playing so far this year. What's it been like for you to uh, have that high school experience, not only to have the high school experience, but also to, to have the high school experience and be one of the leaders in the clubhouse as well.
1: It's been a lot of fun. I mean, I've known these kids freshman year. We had a couple practices before we got shut down, obviously. But going in, I really, like, had a good couple kids on the team that I knew pretty well. And we've just built on that and continue to get closer. And we get along really well, all of us do. But um, being a leader, I mean, we all kind of knew at the beginning of the season that I was going to have to step in and take a bigger role than a sophomore usually would, and I don't think anybody predicted that I would have the most home runs on the team, but being here and having the most is obviously something that is a big deal, and they're trying to
0: catch up to me, but hopefully I can keep the lead. So dip into a little bit about your approach at the plate. You know, what What had, because here's the thing, man. I mean, I, I can tell that, yeah, like, your, your swing has changed, your direction's changed, you know, your your foot strikes a little bit more in. But, dude, I mean, we know how important mentality is, right? So talk about how your mentality at the plate has changed and uh, what you're thinking or, or not thinking at the plate in comparison to last year.
1: Well, last year, I mean, I was not aggressive at all. I was a little lenient, swinging and missing, swinging out of my shoes, pulling my head on a lot of pitches. It was just, it was ugly when I was at the plate. I mean... I mean, I got to a point where it was like, all right, it's two zero. hopefully it doesn't throw a strike. Like it was terrible, but this year I've been a lot more aggressive at the plate, just trying to find a pitch I can drive. But here and there, I'll swing at a pitch that I shouldn't be swinging at, but that's just kind of part of it. Part of me being aggressive is I'll be a free swinger at times.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Right. So, uh, next question it's a little bit more uh, away from baseball, in a way. Still kind of involved with baseball, but uh, you know the, the the Hill family. It's a very uh, talented talented family. Uh, only three the only three U.S. born brothers to all go to the Little League World Series. I know you love hearing that. Uh, that's sarcasm, uh, Drew. Drew kind of. I'm probably tired of that statistic by now. I'm sure, all three of you are, um, but uh, it's it's no secret. All three U.S. the only three U.S. born brothers to all three go to the little League World Series. Tyler Hill, who is at um, Ball State now, and unfortunately just had his Tommy John surgery, but uh, is a uh, 97 90 up to 97 thrower uh, as a pitcher at the Division One level. Uh, you got Drew, who we've talked about, and then his little brother Brennan Hill, who very well could be a guest on the show in the future. Who's a lefty in the mid eights and is, I if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's the number two pitcher for North as a freshman. So uh, three very talented brothers. Uh, if you guys have, have seen him play, you know, uh, so talk about that. I mean, that's man, that's a unique thing to have, you know, 9.9 out of 10 people don't, don't have that. So uh, give us spiel on your family and and how it's been growing up with those guys how it's driven you how it maybe has challenged you uh and just go into that
1: yeah i mean with all three of us being athletes it's obviously been a competitive house since we were all young sometimes it gets a little feisty around here but it's a lot of fun because we can go out and do whatever we want in the yard don't mess around with each other but it's definitely made us more competitive and better athletes outside of baseball too, because we have all three of us are two or three sport athletes. But, uh, I mean, it's always been a competition around the field. Who's going to play better? Who's going to do better? Even at the house, like playing mini hoop, who's going to win, who's going to lose. It's always go at each other a hundred percent. Whoever wins wins, whoever doesn't is going to be pissed off. So,
0: so this, uh, and, and this one, this one might poke your buttons a little bit, and that's yeah, that's typically what I try to do with you. So, uh, you know, in the in the fall, summertime, you know, Brennan, the little brother, uh, he's playing tremendous, and you're playing football, right? And you know, he's all over the world playing football, doing really well at a high level, and you're playing football. And then, uh, as time goes on, you get into the spring, and you've had the season that you've had. Was there ever a thought in the back of your mind, like, yeah, I gotta catch up, I gotta catch up to Brennan this year? Like, I gotta, you know, like you talk about that competitive environment. I just wonder, like, did did you have a moment where you're like, all right, I gotta, I gotta find my way to to catch up with Brennan here? For sure, definitely,
1: because during the summer he owned us on the mound end at the plate, and I was like, oh, didn't see that coming. But no, I mean, I pitched well in the summer, so I wasn't necessarily worried about that. But he was just it wasn't even close at the plate and I've definitely picked it up and I would hope to say that it's pretty close now and he might be trying to catch
0: up now (laughs) it's like uh, the Michigan Michigan State rivalry except not now like 10 years ago so you know, the whole little brother thing, maybe not even 10 years, maybe like 20 years ago by now, time's flying. We've Michigan hasn't been good for a while. And we have that discussion a lot. So uh, talk about your parents, man. I mean, uh, I know them well, but we'll leave that part out of it. Just talk about the impact that they've had on you guys, because, Hey, like, you know, having those three brothers and having that talent, it's all great, but it's, it's not easy to handle. And I don't know how often, you guys might sit down and think about it, but the amount that your parents travel and uh, the, the different places it may take you, you know, springtime Tyler or I'm sorry. Yeah. Springtime Tyler's all over the world with, with ball state. And then luckily for you two, were at the same school, you and Brennan, but summertime comes and, you know, Brennan's in Georgia the same week that we're in Ohio. And then the week that we're in Georgia, Brennan's in Ohio. So there's a lot of moving parts. So just talk about, uh, you know, your parents and the impact they've had on you, some things that you learned also two former athletes, you know, just to add some more to the genetic pool there. So just talk about that relationship. Yeah. I mean, they both played college sports, so they're, they've traveled, but it's
1: definitely crazy summertime and even during the spring, sometimes if friends got a showcase or in the winter when we're in Ohio, like they're never stopping and they're always coming stuff, making sure they can get there on time. And I mean, I'm very grateful for it and I'm sure everybody else in the house is, but they put a lot of time and a lot of money into it and I can never
0: thank them enough for it. So last couple questions here before we wrap up and, uh, and send you back to school. Just so everybody knows, uh, here at cold weather bats, we support education, even though sometimes due to interviews, we have to take people out of class for a few minutes here. Uh, so your season, you've got some time left. Uh, you've accomplished a lot of things so far this year, as as we've spoken about, but give me a couple things that you're still like, I need to take care of this. Okay. So what, what are some things that you need to take care of? Uh, I want to work on, for sure. I mean,
1: I have had a couple games where it's just, all right, yeah, I hit a home run, but I also hit three balls weekly in the infield. I want to start to find a little bit of consistency. Even though I'm hitting home runs, I want never satisfied at the plate. Um, In the outfield, I've been pretty well. I had one misplayed ball, but other than that, I've been pretty good out there. But on the mound, I would hope, I know it's not up to me, but I want to get some more time, and I definitely want to find a little more fastball velo. But I just want
0: to make sure I'm staying consistent, and I'm not done yet. So. And then conversely, uh, you guys at North, what's the goal? What, what are your goals there at, uh, from a team perspective? And I think I know the answer, but I'm going to let you say it.
1: Yeah, I mean, since the first day of practice, it's been June 19th, state championship. Everybody wants to be there. One team, one goal. But we got to get through districts and regionals first for that to happen. So we're taking it step by step, but that's the end goal. And everybody knows
0: it. All right. Well, hey, that was Drew Hill. Uh, Drew, where can, they, where can the listeners follow you on Twitter and find you? Uh, Drew Hill. Hold up. Let me look.
1: Drew Hill. Under, or Drew underscore Hill 2005.
0: Drew underscore Hill 2005. Were you born in 2005? I was indeed. I am. I am old i am old as an i am old i don't even want to go into how old but i am old so you're getting there Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you, Drew, for for coming on. Uh, for all the listeners at home, make sure you shoot him that follow on uh, Twitter. Uh, and, you know, like we said, this show is all about connecting Michigan uh, kids to each other, uh, you know, coaches with each other and all of that. So if you're a, a player listening and maybe you have some questions for Drew about uh, something at the plate or something on the mound or a lefty on the mound struggling, you're trying to figure out something on the mound feel free to hit the guy up, knows his stuff. Happy to talk. I'm sure that's why we, that's why we have, uh, people on the show is to connect, to connect you all. So, uh, again, from Coldwell the Bats, thank Drew for coming on and, uh, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Before I send you guys home, I got to talk to you one more time about Great Lakes Bat Company. These guys know what they're doing. They know what they're doing when it comes to the materials, the bats, the uniforms, the batting gloves, the custom bats, whatever it is. But really what they know is how to communicate. They know customer service. They know realistic turnaround times. They don't lie to you folks. They get it to you when they get it to you and they know when that's going to be and they are very transparent about the process. But more times than not, you get your products even before that and it's awesome. I highly recommend Great Lakes Bat Company. Find them online at greatlakesbatco.com.
2: We are sorry for the uh, Frankenstein style of this episode with Brandon and I actually never recording with each other uh, and doing it in spurts and a super producer James piecing it together. Uh, but that is just how it had to work this week given the the schedules and and struggles to secure interviews and and this that and the other thing. anyways, hi, I'm Brian Sikowski, one half of your hosting duo. The super 25 is my segment this week. Uh, you either already heard or will hear Brandon talk to Drew Hill from Gross Point North. Uh, as well as some other things. But for right now, before we dive into the Super 25, apologies for my voice cracking there, uh, I want to tell you a little bit about the prep, which is a uh, something of a new partnership for us um, here at Cold Weather Bats. It is the mode vehicle by which Um, Orchard Lake St. Mary's games have been broadcasted, which uh, you've seen me tweet the links. Um, Chad Bush is the the play-by-play guy. It's an idea that hatched, uh, back in the winter, as a way to allow people to watch the St. Mary's basketball games when there still were restrictions that limited the amount of people allowed in gyms, um, as you know, the St. Mary's basketball program was ranked number one for a while. Uh, ended up falling short of the state title, but either way, um, now we are getting some of the same uh, some of the same action on the baseball diamond uh, with the number one ranked. St. Mary's Eaglets, um, and Chad and and company do a fantastic job. the The production value is incredible. Uh, the camera work is incredible. Everything comes together in a way that is a broadcast that is uh, far outpaced what you normally see at the high school level, and far outpaced what you see at the college level. A lot of times, um, yes, the, you can follow them on Twitter at the Prep Three, uh, and I would recommend that you do so. Um, that's right. That's the Prep with Chad Bush and others, Um, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing them out at the ballpark even more this spring. But anyways, moving back to the Super 25, this week is weird. You're hearing this on Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Uh, The rankings are through this past Monday, which was the 17th. We know there were a lot of games that happened on Tuesday. We know there are presumably going to be a lot of games happening on Wednesday. We are not counting those yet. This is through Monday. Uh, So while you will hear from uh, Drew Hill talking a little bit about the North and St. Mary's game, uh, which St. Mary's won 9-6 and what was a fantastic contest, that game is actually not being taken into consideration yet as far as the rankings, the Super 25. Um, So I'm going to start at the bottom like we do every week. Uh, Not a ton of movement this week, but we did add a spot to the also considered, um, you know, so now there's 31, which kind of ups the ante if if anybody know what I'm, knows what I'm talking about. Anyways, uh, the also considered section maintaining from last week. Dexter, uh, who had one loss, eighteen seven and two, their record currently. New Lothrop put together a big. Eight, nine days, whatever that turns out to be. But either way, still in, this, in the also considered. They're 19-3. Um, Detroit Western, 3-1 and one, up to 18-5. and five, And their one loss came to Woodhaven, who is ranked highly, as you know. Um, Bay City, John Glenn slides down into the also considered this week after losing another couple games. Um, and we welcome a couple new faces. Wild Lake Northern, welcome to the Super 25 this week. A good club there in the General Commerce, Michigan area. And welcome Goodrich as well. Uh, This came from an Instagram DM. um, Said we should check out the program, check out what they're doing. And, uh, you know, so we did. And they are 20-5. and five. They beat Bay City John Glenn twice last week. So uh, that's, that's good enough for me as far as getting them on the watch list. Uh, that, again, that's Wild Lake Northern, Dexter, New Lothrop, Detroit Western, Bay City John Glenn, and Goodrich in the also considered category this week. Uh, moving on to the top 25, to the Super 25, the original one. Uh, at number 25, a new school this week, and that is up from also considered Beale City. In Division Four, they had a four in a week. They are twenty and one. Again, this is at these these records are current as of this past Monday uh, or Tuesday morning, depending on how you want to look at it. Uh, number twenty-four, Howell. Um, Had a couple losses, had some big wins. Either way, 24 and 5. Didn't really want to drop them. Didn't really think that the couple losses warranted moving them up either, so they stayed the same at 24. Livonia Stevenson up a couple spots to 23. Uh, Gross Point North at 22. Um... You know, a good club that's kind of had an up and down season is kind of where we're at with Gross Point North. Off, off to a tough start with the pause, off to a tough start not having the full roster. Uh, but either way, a talented club, as I saw with my own eyes on Tuesday, uh, but one that has had something of an up and down season. At number twenty-one, Buchanan. They are up from number twenty-three, or twenty-one and two overall. And at number twenty is Dewitt, kind of holding steady. They had a pretty strong uh, stretch there, as far as where we looked at from week to week. They went five and one, but their loss came to an unranked Coldwater team, so that kind of keeps them in place. Uh, Again, to recap, twenty through twenty-five: Dewitt, Buchanan, Gross Point North, Livonia, Stevenson, Howell, and Beale City. Um, Number nineteen: Rockford. And to all the people listening who say, whoa, Rockford beat Hudsonville twice this week, I know, but we're not counting that yet. Like, I'm aware of what happened with Rockford and Hudsonville on Tuesday. But like I said, this, this podcast, this ranking goes through Monday night, so check back next week for that. Uh, in the span of time, in the arbitrary endpoint that we looked at, Rockford went 3-2. and two. Uh, They swept West Ottawa, but they lost to Wald Lake Northern, and they lost to Portage Central. So they are down a handful of spots to number 19. Uh, their overall record 20 and 5. Number 18, Grand Blank down again. Uh, lost to Orchard Lake St. Mary's in a game that we've talked about quite a bit. Lost to Traverse City Central. Lost to Mount Pleasant. Had a 6 and 3 stretch. They're 21 7 and 1 overall. Not, you know, not having a bad year, but it's just like. Now, obviously having a very good year. No one's saying they're having a bad year, but tough to uh, to not drop a school who lost three times in the span of one ranking window. Um, can write that ship very quickly and, and boost back up into the top 10 depending on how the uh, the rest of the, the stretch goes for them. Number 17, Traverse City Central had to have them ahead of Grand Blank because they just beat Grand Blank. Um, Traverse City Central had a 4-0-1 stretch. They are 22-1 overall. That's twenty. 20- Two and one, not twenty-two and one. For those asking at home, uh, number sixteen, Utica Ford up five spots with a three and one stretch. They beat Gross Point North twice. They beat Saint Clair once. Uh, looks like they are in the driver's seat in that section of the most gigantic high school athletics conference I've ever laid eyes on. Uh, Utica Ford at number sixteen, number fifteen, Celine. Um, they are up again from number 17. They had a six and one week or six and one stretch rather, uh, their record overall stands at 22, seven and one. They had just a bunch of kind of non-ranked wins split a series with Heartland, but still kind of took care of business where they needed to take care of business and, and got a win versus an opponent ranked higher than them. So Selena, number 15, number 14, Macomb, Dakota, they are up two spots um, they lost on Monday to Brandon's Gro- Gross Point South team. I'm sure Brandon, having not listened to what he's recorded for this episode, may or may not have brought that up. Um, yeah, Gross Point South and Dakota actually kind of going at it again as we record here, and, and this is a big series for both those schools this week, uh, again in that gigantic Macomb area conference. Um, Yeah, Macomb, Dakota up to 14. Number 13, Brother Rice. They are down one spot from a week ago. Uh, they beat Detroit Edison, really good win. They beat U of D Jesuit on Monday morning at Comerica Park, another solid win. Lost to South Lyon East, kind of in between the two, in in a non league uh, play the cl- play the whole club type of type of game. Either way, uh, more or less holding steady down a spot to number thirteen. They are twenty one and seven overall, and they have their sixth meeting of the season on Thursday at Jimmy John's uh, versus St Mary's for the Catholic League title. At number 12, Hudsonville, up a spot. And again, I will reiterate, we know what happened Tuesday. It doesn't count yet. Like, we'll talk next week when you want to talk about flipping uh, Hudsonville and Rockford. I, I, I know what happened. We're all set. Um, number 11 is Bedford. They are up another handful of spots this week. Beat a really good Monroe team twice, split with Ann Arbor Pioneer, 19-2 and two overall, inching up towards that top 10. Um, and to lead off the top ten is Heartland. Uh, they stay in the same spot they were a week ago. They split with Celine, had a bunch of non-ranked wins, uh, 21 and two and one as, as of the time of this uh, ranking list. The the top ten more or less has a lot of the, the same characters it did a week ago. There's a there's a little bit of reshuffling as you'll see at the top, uh, but you know everybody kind of either went undefeated or lost once. So, so, not a whole lot of movement in the top ten this week. Um, Heartland there at number ten, like you just said. Number nine is Blissfield. They are twenty four and three. Congrats to Coach Tuttle for breaking the all-time MHSAA wins record, um, and he just keeps going. They are twenty four and three. They lost a game to Clinton, um, kept them in the same spot at number nine this week, and it, it doesn't look like they're going to be challenged uh, until they get deep-ish into the uh, Division Three playoffs in the state tournament. Um, number eight, Richmond, a three-in-one week. They're 19-2, and kind of kept them the same as a week ago, and you're seeing a pattern here. Number six through number 10 kind of just stayed the same. Uh, number seven, Lakeland, big week. Uh, they played a lot of games. They're, we have them at 24-2 and two overall again. As, as of post-game action Monday, 24-2 overall. Had a split with Northville, won a bunch of uh, unranked games. Either way, Lakeland continues to take care of business. Uh, and then Woodhaven at number six, uh, they had three non-ranked wins. They beat Detroit Western. They lost a game to a good Grozeal club, but either way, just Again, holding steady, 21-5 and five overall, Woodhaven at number six. Into the top five, where there was a little bit of movement this week, Detroit Edison tumbles from number two to number five, rather number three to number five. Uh, They're kind of lowest spot on the list since we started doing this thing, but they had a couple L's in the last week or so. Uh, like we talked about, they just lost to Woodhaven. They lost a really good game to Brother Rice. Um, either way, Detroit Edison still playing well, 18-3 and three overall, and I know we've talked about this already. but but we do hope to have uh, Coach Brown and Caleb Sanders on this show at some point from Detroit Edison. Um, anyways, Grand Ledge up another spot, up an, up a spot to number four this week. Uh, four non-ranked wins in the span we looked at, but either way, that's taking care of business the way you're supposed to. Twenty-two and two overall. Number three, and in their highest spot of the season, is Portage Central, who had a six and zero stretch. 22 and two overall uh, five okay wins and one big one they beat Rockford uh, kind of giving them that that high ranked win giving them that at the time that top 15 win uh, supported Central at number three McDonald and Lido are swinging it um Brzaszki looks good with the bat and on the mound. They're getting contributions up and down the lineup. That looks like a really good club and and honestly right now as it sits maybe the favorite in Division 1 uh, as we sit right now about a month away from the state championship. Um the top two stay the same. University Liggett 3 and 0. They they had two wins against Lutheran North and one versus Shrine in a 1-0 to pitching duel at Comerica Park. Uh, I was not there. This was the game. Uh, it took place a, a couple hours after ours was over with on Monday. But I cannot imagine that a 1 0 game in the Catholic League took longer than what? Like 38 minutes? Uh, that had to have been the, the fastest game of all time. Either way, extremely well pitched on both sides. Liggett is showing that they can win games in multiple ways, which makes them even more dangerous. They don't have to outslug you, they can win pitching duels, they can play defense. We know that they can run and they can hit. Uh, but either way, Liggett holding steady at number two, and Orchard Lake St. Mary's. 30-1 uh, and one at the time of this. They've uh, they obviously beat North the other night, uh, but as I've said, we're not counting that one quite yet. Um, beat a good Dexter club last week. Uh, beat Grand Blank uh, in a game there. Brandon and I kind of just wanted to talk about it some more, but we just couldn't get the time this week. Um, Grand Blank and, and St. Mary's locked into a pretty good game. Um, just, just a, you know... A, a good game is kind of what happened. Uh, and then they beat cat. And then St. Mary's beat Catholic central at Comerica on Monday morning and we'll play brother rice on Thursday for the Catholic league crown. Uh, so quickly to recap, rather than drag this on any longer than it needs to go with me being the only one talking uh, your super 25 for the week of uh, what's the week of the, the 17th, whatever um, St. Mary's number one, look at it Ported Central, Grand Ledge, and Detroit Edison round out the top five. Uh, Woodhaven, Lakeland, Richmond, Blissfield, and Heartland uh, get us through the top ten. Bedford at eleven, Hudsonville twelfth, Brother Rice thirteenth, Macomb, Dakota fourteenth, Saline at fifteen, Utica Ford at sixteen, Traverse City Central seventeenth, Grand Blank down to eighteen this week, Rockford at nineteen, DeWitt at twenty. Buchanan, Gross Point North, Livonia, Stevenson, Howell, and Beale City round out our top twenty-five, with Waldlake, Lake, Northern, and Goodrich joining Dexter, New Lothrop, Detroit Western, and Bay City John Glenn in the also considered this week. I am going to now kick this blindly back over to Brandon, who I presume is going to bring us into bring us into or outro the show in some way from this Super Twenty-five segment. Uh, thank you for listening to me rattle on for twenty minutes and we hope to have a more cohesive, uh, traditional podcast next week. Uh, until then, have a good week, Michigan.
0: All right, Brian ran you guys to the Super 25, uh, so I will not ramble on about that, but if I had to highlight some teams that we have circled on here as uh, some, some late potential state contenders, uh, I think, Utica Ford's a team who doesn't make a lot of mistakes and plays the game really well. Macomb Dakota's a team who can hit the ball top to bottom uh, and and plays really good defense. Brother Rice continues to be a team whose ceiling is kind of the roof at this point and could always always put something together, come playoff time. That's pretty... um that's pretty unbeatable come playoff time, of course. But more than anything, I've been on this team from the jump, and that is uh, that is Porter Central. I think Porter Central is a team to absolutely look out for and keep tabs on going forward. So with all that being said, folks, it is Wednesday morning. Well, it's Wednesday afternoon. I've got to run to the bus and and hit a game for South. So I will catch you guys on the flip side. Thank you guys for always tuning in, supporting Cold Weather Bats. Pretty soon we're going to give away those two hats, so make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cold Weather Bats. Uh, We'll see you next week for a full length, fully loaded Cold Weather Batch show with both hosts. (laughs) Until then, take it easy and enjoy the week.